<laughs> I'm very, I'm very nervous. All right, are we ready? Should we make Ben intro? Yeah. Welcome You're... to the swing. <laughs> oh, band, get out. Hey, what's up, guys? This is a bonus legendary tales episode. I'm your host Isadora. In the room with me, I have Adam. Hello. And special guest starring today, my husband Ben. Hi, that's me. Ben is the host of his own podcast. He is. He has a podcast called The Swingdom, which, if you haven't guessed, is not about swingers. It's about golf. I mean, maybe they did guess it was about swingers. Maybe they did guess it was about <laughs> that swingers. Would, that would be interesting, but not as interesting as golf. And also awkward, since you're my husband, and more I wouldn't want... This isn't how I'd golf. introduce the idea of swinging to a podcast. You never know. Your friends might be into it. So... Also worth bearing in mind, this is the first time we've done a three mic setup, so we're interested to see how this goes. Our first podcast was a three mic setup. That's true, but it was actually these... a one mic setup with three people talking yeah. to one microphone. Yeah. yeah, but we've uh, our quality's improved a little bit, yeah. and because all three of us are here, no one is babysitting the dogs, so they are here too. And it's going to be very annoying, maybe. I've never sat at this part of the table before. That's just full of garbage. Just full of my garbage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So Ben is here today to tell us about the Masters, um, which is legendary both <laughs> in the golf world and very much outside the golf world. So I think Adam and I are really excited that we don't have yeah. to do any homework. No talking. Just sit no, here. I'm going to sit here in just complete silence. No, he's nervous. He asked us to interject and at least be bantery. We'll be here. Okay. We'll be here for so, you. So handing it over. Okay, yeah, so I I don't really, I'm just going to sort of go with this however I go with it because... It's good, it's good that you listen to our podcast so you at least know the format. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's podcast definitely runs a little bit more off the cuff and a little bit more ranty than we do, so... Yeah, this is the first time I've taken notes in a while, so I'm excited to use these notes and do some actual... They look as well written as mine. We'll put them on a t-shirt. <laughs> We're so going to do that. I like they're like, I have I arrows and things across the page. I've got things crossed off. Um, so I should, let's, start at the, let's start at the beginning of, of what is now the Masters. Yeah. But um, Bobby Jones, Robert Jones, uh, he is probably the greatest golfer of all time other than Tiger Woods. He's the only guy to win a Grand Slam. What's that? That is, well, so right now what that is, that's the four major championships. Okay. But they were different in the 1920s and 30s mm -hmm. when he was at his prime. He won 13 major championships in the 20s and 30s, and then he retired at 28. But at that time, it would have been the U.S. Amateur, um, the U.S. Open, mm -hmm. uh, the British Amateur, and the British Open. Okay. Okay. So he would have won those four. Now it's the British Open the U.S. Open, the PGA, and the Masters, and the Masters. which is what we're diving into. Um, so Bobby Jones retired from golf at the age of 28. Oh, wow. After that is... That's, <laughs> wow, okay. That's great. What a yeah, dreaming. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I wrote 28 there. I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah. That could be anything. <laughs> oh, I have to tell you, I sourced this. I sourced most of this from Wikipedia. That's great. We it's love it. It's great. We, we love it. Okay. Totally Wikipedia. okay to Sports, source it. Sports Illustrated, Ooh. New York Times, USGA.com, and a bit from Bleacher Report. Very good. And also some from The Guardian. Uh, Ooh. We often, we often have to source from <laughs> but, uh, Guardian. I, so I went to The Guardian. I was like, I just read this article on Sports Illustrated, and you just changed two sentences and called it your own. We love that. that was very, <laughs> it's that actually was the weird. basis of our whole podcast. That's, that's, yeah, that's our entire podcast. So thanks, Ben. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry for ruining that for you. Um, so he retired in 1930, and he wanted to build a golf course. He wanted to build the best golf course there ever was. He spent $70,000 on 365 acres in Augusta, Georgia. Okay. It was, at the time, a plant nursery. Yeah. Okay. Which is why all of the holes are named after trees. Mm. Like azalea, white dogwood, 
Um, Golden Bell. Nice. Uh, tea Olive. Things like All that. of them. I have no them. idea that. I, okay, so I, I have to say, Ben watches a lot of golf in case this doesn't become evident in this podcast. So I also watch a lot of golf. I had no idea that they were all named after plant holes. I think no, all the holes were all named after plants. Not oh, that's plant holes. <laughs> I think I only learned that yesterday. Okay, that's a hole for a plant. Let's name all. Let's name a golf hole. That's not what they golf did. hole one through eighteen. Yes. So he and a gentleman by the name of Clifford Roberts, mm-hmm. who you're going to hear a decent amount about. Okay. Um, he was the chairman at Augusta National from 1931 to 1976. Uh, the interesting thing about what is now the Masters is that Bobby Jones didn't want to call it the Masters. Yeah. He wanted to call it the Augusta National Invitational Tournament. Well, it's certainly a lot less, you know. And that was impressive his sounding. Well, it wasn't a, he didn't he didn't want it to sound sort of like bigger than its bootstraps. Or, okay, cuz it like, was a new it was Cuz like it was new, a new thing. Yeah. Um and then Clifford Roberts who was a New York financier eventually talked him into doing it. By the way, So it's, was it it's, known as the Masters from the very first tournament? No, was, no, the first 5 years it was known as the Augusta National Invitational Invitation Tournament. Okay. And it's <laughs> Yes, from 1935 to 1939, and then in 1940, Clifford Roberts talked Bobby Jones into calling it the Masters. Okay. Okay? Okay? Yeah. So then there's not a whole lot of history Mm -hmm. on it, on the Masters, and I sort of want to do like... Oh, good. I'm glad. We're done with the podcast. That was a 10-minute podcast. Thank you. (laughs) No, between sort of like the 1930s and the 1960s. Okay. Because... At that, like that point in time, the PGA itself had what was called the Caucasian rule. Yeah. And like they didn't allow any black players to play basically between the 1930s up until the 1950s. What you're saying is there was a lot of history. There was just no good history. There was some stuff in the war where they they converted parts of the golf course into like livestock or or like birds. Victory gardens and things like that. Which is like... Fine. I mean, I, the the whole yeah. That's that's positive. That's history. a positive spin. But I I think that like golf in general has so, has a history of exclusion as well, opposed so, to inclusion. So it's it's also, generally an old rich white guy sport. Yeah, and it doesn't like it doesn't golf doesn't really start looking good in terms of segregation. You mean inclusion? Or, or in terms of inclusion. <laughs> oh, sorry. It looks really bad it in looks, terms of it, segregation. <laughs> yes, it looks really bad. Of, sorry about that. What I meant to say is like... I don't think we need to clear that I up. I meant the good side of segregation, which there isn't any. <laughs> that's what I meant. I meant like if, if I was to say, oh, that's great, I would mean like segregation is over. The great thing about segregation is that it is gone and it is, we now call that inclusion. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Sweet. Okay. Did I... That was backwards. That was yeah, backwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, right. that was backwards. But thank you for the explanation. Um, so I yeah. was worried for a second that I was sitting in a room with a horrible segregationist. <laughs> so <laughs> I was married the, to yeah. one. So the, I think the thing is, is you really can't delve into segregation and golf until the early, like late fifties, early sixties. Because it was so... Was that because they weren't even letting African-Americans play on the courses? I yeah. don't think... Uh, and, I mean, in the 50s and 60s, they weren't even letting them do anything, lead, right? It wasn't just to do with golf. We major... So in the 40s... Yeah. I'm going to start in the 40s. Yeah, let's... In the 40s... Um, 
black men, African-American men, qualified to play in PGA Tour events. Mm-hmm. Um, but then because of the PGA's Caucasian-only rule, yeah. they weren't allowed to play. Okay. They so they could qualify. They could qualify. But they wouldn't be allowed to play. By playing in, like, play. local tournaments. Is that right? Yeah. I think this is, like, the late 1940s. Okay. Uh, by playing in local tournaments, you can qualify, too. Yeah. And then, so, I have this here. Bill Spiller and Ted Rhodes in 1948... They were barred from the Richmond Open in California, and they hired a lawyer, which basically said if if the PGA is playing at any public courses, yeah. they, they have to they have to then let everyone on. Let it's everyone a public, on. Okay, it's a public. Okay, I just double checked this because I wasn't a hundred percent sure, but just to give you an idea of like, while I'm sure that this is going to be kind of a rail on golf for being discriminatory because it does have a history of that, Rosa Parks did her famous I'm not going to sit in the back of the bus thing in the end of 1955. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's like that's always my big thing when people are sort of like, oh, what's the big deal? I'm sort of like, black people in America, like, this isn't a... This isn't like, oh, like, my... Like, it's not like the war. It's not like, oh, your grandparents barely remember it. Mm-hmm. It's like, my parents were born in a time... Yeah. Like, this is a generation ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's still our generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rosa Parks only died in 2005. Yeah. Like Charlie Siffer, who's the Jackie Robinson of, of golf. golf, he died two years ago. Yeah. Um. So then, what happened after Bill Ro- uh, Bill Spiller and Ted Rhodes um, decided to sue the state of decided to sue the PGA for not letting them play? Horton Smith, who was the chairman of the PGA, also a Masters winner. Um, stopped the lawsuit by telling him that he would let them play in PGA events. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, so they won. And then reneged on that by okay. telling all the PGA events to become invitationals, uh, in uh, which they didn't then invite any black people. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. And this was still in the 40s? This was 1948. Okay, This is 1948, right. yeah. Okay. Um, it's really hard for me to put into context how soon this was. Like how? Well, no. I mean, it was seventy-two years ago. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the PGA didn't get rid of its Caucasian-only clause yeah. until nineteen sixty-one. Okay. So that's still five years after the lawsuit. No, lawsuit. long, long after. No, that's thirteen years after the lawsuit. That's five years after the civil rights movement. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So just to put that into perspective, blah 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 blah. blah. That was still four years before the Voting Rights Act of 1965, where black men and women could actually really vote for the first time. Pretty crazy. And I I didn't look this up. I probably should, like... I think golf was definitely the last of all the sports to be... um, That seems like a fairly good guess to make. Yeah, I wouldn't. So I'm going to sort of, like... I'm going to... So golf is this is sort of this weird thing where like because like even in the fifties and like when was Jackie Robinson when did Jackie Robinson become famous? He was the mid fifties because like, like I think 40s, I think mid-50s. baseball, basketball, and uh, surely American football already at, at that point had relatively well known yeah African American athletes. I'm gonna look up Jackie Robinson real quick. Um, I can tell you I'm googling it right now. Um, 1947-1948 was when Jackie Robinson opened. Uh, for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Yeah, so this is still 15 years later. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but apparently the SEC was the last place, really, to join. Good um, old 
Southeastern Conference. Southeastern Conference. Southeastern Conference, yeah. Yeah, that's basically that's basically like Louisiana to North Carolina yeah. college football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so just, yeah, just that you know. That makes sense. That's um, where Augusta National is. In well, Georgia, there's that. Georgia. Yeah. All right. Um, so where was I? Uh, sports. <laughs> I was at the PGA, and then I had a plan in my brain. Sorry, um, I derailed it. A dog did. So no, so I feel like I've sort of gone over like how Augusta was built. Yeah. Then I sort of did like the PGA. Yeah. Yep. Now I'm going to go back to Augusta. Augusta. Should I explain why this like why this is coming up now? Because this. Sure. Yes. That's so, why we're here. so Arnold Palmer, one of golf greats in the la- died two years ago, um, and usually before the Masters tournament start, that ceremonial tee offs. And for the last however many years, it was Arnold Palmer, Gary Player, uh, who's a player from South Africa, and Jack Nicholas. Well, since Arnold Palmer passed away two years ago, last year they just did it with the two of them and had a moment of silence for Arnold Palmer. Yeah. And now this year, I'm assuming. I'm assuming yeah. that because of the current political climates, um, they've got Lee Elder to be an honorary starter at the Masters. He first played in the Masters in 1975, and he's the first African-American to play, to play in the Masters in 1975. Wow, yeah. that is late. Yeah. That is really late. Yes. What? I'm assuming you're going to go into this, but what? what changed? Why did they let... So from all of, like, from my personal deduction... Yeah. ...is that Clifford Roberts died in 1976. Mm. Okay. 1977 to a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Oh, God, really? Yeah. He was a New York City financier. He built one of the most prestigious secretive golf clubs in America. Um, Oh, this is what I was going to say, is that, uh, like, the Boy Scouts of America, like, fraternities like sororities, if you are a member-owned club of any sort... You can have your own rules. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You're a private business. Yeah, yeah. you're. Yeah, you are. You, you can are, refuse business. Yeah. Yes. Um. And so Augusta National PGA and all this, like that's basically what they claimed is that they were not public businesses. Okay. And I'll, I'll get I'll get more into that towards the end. So there, the two sort of I would say the biggest players in this is going to be Clifford Roberts, who helped build the golf course and mm-hmm. and gave it the name the Masters. Okay. Um. He did a lot of good things for golf. Okay. Just he was like he, he built was, Augusta. He built Augusta. He was like it was one of the first golf courses to have mounds for spectators. Mm. It was one of the first um, golf courses to have leaderboard signs around the course so you can see what was going on. So it was like a spectator built course. Yeah, and it was like the he was the first person to use like red numbers for good for for yeah for under and yeah. black numbers for over. Um, and that's really uncomfortable when they talk about that like. So, so I, I I didn't know that they did that, and I watched you know I watched the Masters last year. Yeah. But I was watching when they played Beth Page Black last year on YouTube, and they keep talking about three years ago. No, they ago? they played uh it was two years ago when yeah. when Brooks won and he yeah. defended his his PGA Championship whatever yes. whatever, and they were talking about avoiding the blacks as an expression <laughs> for staying under par. Yeah. And I was just like. Okay, it's good that we're putting it in context. I was like, but there's a what? lot of things like that, like I, like minor tangent, like in theater. Yeah, like you call the black curtains that like hang on either side of the stage. Like you, if you go into work that day and there aren't any of those, and you have to put them up, you call those hanging the blacks. Yeah, that's like very weird. It is very weird, but that's like a 
it's just a, it's like it's a theater turn. It's yeah. so strange and yeah. just like so wildly inappropriate yeah. that like I don't know, things like that stick around. It's just like it's because I, I heard them saying it and I was like, this definitely aired in like 2018. This isn't from like yeah the 1950s, the ninth, the, like they're all, like, or in golf 1974. It was just <laughs> weird. It's just weird. Yeah. So okay. So back to Charlie Sifford. Yeah. He passed away two years ago. He's basically like the Jackie Robinson of golf. Yeah. Okay. Um, he won. So he was born in Charlotte in 1922. Yeah. He started caddying at a golf course near him. He was making 60 cents a day caddying. Okay. He would give 50 cents to his mom and he would spend the other 10 cents on cigars. Oh, cool. Pretty cool. (laughs) Um, And then I think, like, basically the the pro there Uh would basically teach the caddies how to play golf. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when, you know, and that's that's quite common around the country. So he was still not playing... Professional golf. Professional golf. Apparently somebody talked about him and his mother, and so he hit that guy over the head with a bottle of Coca-Cola, and then fled to Philadelphia, where then he started working on his professional golf career. Okay. What? <laughs> yeah. Something like, yeah, Charlie Stifford is a character you should probably look at. This is like a comic book villain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or hero. So, or so, hero. Like a Marvel anti-villain Don't hero. Don't talk about like... my mom. But Charlie Stifford's like very, like, has always been very angry about the Masters. Yeah. Like, when he's like, when people ask him about the Masters, he's like, he's like, I'm in the Golf Hall of Fame, why do I care about the Masters? And the reason that is, is because he won multiple times. He won in 1967 at the something open. And then he won in 1969 at the Los Angeles Open. I wrote it down. I just didn't. It's, it like, Houston? it's all right. Ben and Adam no. are related, so uh, this is why their note-taking ability is quite so clear. This is way concise. worse than mine. Ben Hartford. He won at the Hartford. Open. <laughs> That's in Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he won in 69 at the Los Angeles Open. And both times, even though winners of uh, professional tournaments get invited, get invited right? to the Masters, it was basically like, it was like, oh, well, it was only like the first 15 tournaments. Oh my god! And the Hartford one was like the 16th. So uh, okay. he didn't ever play at Augusta. He never played at Augusta. Well, I'd be better about that I'd too. I'd be really yeah. mad about that. Um, and he claims to say that Clifford Roberts yeah. once said to him that he's, as long as, this is alleged, yeah. this okay. is alleged, that as long as he's the chairman of Augusta, mm-hmm. all the players will be white and all the caddies will be black. Yeah. And actually he was... Utterly correct in saying that. Even yeah. though it's a reprehensible thing to say, he actually did manage to, I guess, keep his word. Is that is that the way so, for... Well, this is the thing. Like, he, since, he, since... he supposedly said that to... I've already forgotten his name. <laughs> Who? The Jackie Robbins of golf. The Charlie Sifford. Charlie Sifford, yeah. So he said that to Charlie Sifford, or he... Yes. Okay. He allegedly said that to okay, Charlie okay. Sifford, yeah. Charlie Maybe... Sifford is the only person who can corroborate that. Okay. He's now dead. So no one can corroborate that. <laughs> so, well, if you ask Charlie Sifford, you could corroborate it with him. The Ouija board. <laughs> um, We're going to do a seance. Yes. So, and this sort of goes back to, like, Robert Clifford. It's really hard saying, like, Clifford. Clifford. Because Cl- it's Robert. Charlie Sifford and Clifford Robert. Clifford <laughs> Roberts, who started it. 1934, when it opened, all of the caddies had to wear white jumpsuits with green hats. Yeah. That was basically so you can tell them apart from. The pros. No, right from like it was to make them look smarter to give them uniform. Oh, okay. okay. But people then argue that it's like the same uniform that prisoners wear, <laughs> that prisoners or like the garbage men in Augusta would wear. Yeah, yeah. And like it was like a low class, and they were like, "Oh, we're doing it to make them look smart." You can go either way with that. I'm going to go sort of like on the offensive for Clifford Roberts for like basically every time that he made the pool for American golfers smaller at the Masters, mm-hmm. he did encourage more international play. 
Okay. So, like, he got Gary Player from South Africa yeah. over to play in the Masters. Yeah. South Africa, a famously inclusive country when it comes to their race wars. Inclusive race wars? <laughs> I think, but Gary Player, about I think, a, is, a, one of those, Gary Player is one of those guys who's, like, I, I'm pretty sure he was on the forefront of, like... Oh, I'm, I'm sure he seems like he was definitely um, everything I've ever heard about him sounds. Yeah. Um... So yeah, so basically that's like that's the, the the argument for Clifford Roberts is that every time the pool got smaller for Americans, which happened to keep out Charlie Sifford. Yeah. Like he was making it more inclusive to an international Oh, audience. I see. By saying that they would only take X number of American players so that the black players didn't qualify. Yeah. He still had to fill out the field. Yeah. So he would therefore offer more invitations to, to Europeans. European and Okay, Asians I see and, what yeah. you're saying. Um, it still seems ironic that as the only black people he would fill them as caddies were the only black people, he felt uh, identified that they were caddies even more and, further and by dressing them like, in a jumpsuit. That's something, as I was reading like the Sports Illustrated article and the New York Times article, is like, there are mentions of... There are mentions of when black people go to Augusta, they automatically feel uncomfortable because... The majority of the patrons are whites, mm. and the majority of the staff are black. Mm. Yeah, like they're like the only black people you see are going to be wait staff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or or maintenance. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awful. So, um, I don't, and it's I mean, a self fulfilling prophecy like, too. Yes, yes, it's awful. I mean, the other side of it is like they're giving jobs to like. In, a, in what could be a low-income area to low-income families. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't... Augusta only exists because Augusta is there. Yeah. Because the golf course the, is Augusta, there. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's like the university syndrome yeah. with, a, with a golf course. Exactly, yeah. I like, know. It makes so much money yeah. in, like, two weeks. That's interesting. Like, I, I'm sure that's absolutely true. I've obviously never been. But whenever they show footage of, like, the Greens team or they're always white people, like, running the field equipment. Okay. No, like you know what I mean. Like yeah. they're not giving them like the the, the high paying jobs yeah. on yeah. Uh, at Augusta. It's yeah. no, I mean certainly Augusta has built up an economy at Augusta and employs a lot of people. Yes. But yeah. oh, I forgot to mention this. Clifford Roberts also said publicly that to make an exception would be discrimination in reverse. Okay. <laughs> okay. Great. <laughs> Absolutely incorrect, but yes, I agree with you. Not him. <laughs> it's not a good thing to say. Um, discrimination in reverse. Yeah. So, so now we're getting to about the time. This is like the late sixties. Um, 1975, uh, Clifford Roberts is clearly not doing well. Yeah. A year later, two year and a half, two years later, he kills himself. That's really sad. Was he, I, I mean, obviously to me, this does not sound like a man I'd ever want to have coffee with. But was Look, he sick? I never thought I'd sort of say this, but like he's definitely one of those guys who's like of an age. Yeah. I would never forgive him for any of the things he no. did. But it wouldn't stop me from sitting down and having a conversation with right. him. Right. Okay. Is that okay to say? Well, you talked yeah. to him, you talked to him about golf, I'm assuming, not race relations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of people I wouldn't do that with. Yeah. But like and to be fair, I'd only do that if Bobby Jones was there. But <laughs> it's just this guy on his own. <laughs> I'm saying no. <laughs> what was uh was he sick? I don't. I didn't really get. I didn't look it up. That's just really sad that yeah. he killed himself. I. To be fair, he sounds like. 
Let's move on, because... Okay. He sounds like a not very nice guy. And I'm not saying... I'm not saying that, like... <laughs> That's why I said, let's move on. <laughs> how do you guys normally handle this situation? We try not to get into it. We sort of sidestep. Okay. So, um, I mean, like, we... I think we've made our points very clear that, like, racism, big no. No, no, no. I'm, but I'm curious if, like, the times they are a-changing, like, was, like... Like psychologically detrimental to him to the point of not wanting to be on Earth anymore. No, that's oh, what I was. That's yeah, what I was yeah, trying yeah, to figure yeah, yeah. out. Like he was like, "Oh man, I've been a really horrible person." No, no, no. no. He's like, <laughs> "Oh, that's I don't want to live in a world. I don't want to see them on my bus." Ah, right. That's what I was trying to figure uh, out. Was was he sick? Yes. Was it like financial hardship because he was so used to being such a rich guy? I don't know. Like that's where. Oh I was no! Going. Here we go. Yeah. Pulling from Wikipedia. At 83, Roberts had been in ill health for several months with cancer and had had a debilitating stroke. On September 29th, 1977, a year after sitting de uh, stepping down, Roberts killed himself via a self-inflicted gunshot on the banks of the Ike's Pond at Augusta. We did it at the course? Yeesh. I should have looked that up. At Ike's um, Pond as well. His My mother oh, also took her own life by gunshot wound. Jesus. In okay. 1913. All right. So, sorry. That actually... Uh, I mean, Clifford Roberts, pretty tragic. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, yes. he killed himself at Ike's Pond in August, at Augusta. Named after Eisenhower? Eisenhower. He said, we should put a dam there so I can go fishing there. Named <laughs> after Ike Turner. No, definitely not. Um, so, yeah, so this week, or today or yesterday, whenever you go, when, in the past. This is coming out today. Okay. So then today, Lee Elder... Um, I think he's like 87, is going to be hitting the ceremonial tee shot. He was the first African-American to play in the Masters in 1975 mm -hmm. after winning in 1974. Winning um, what in 1974? A, uh, uh, I'm assuming he won a tournament, he so he qualified. A, he won a golf tournament yeah. in Was it the Open? No, but he had been playing into the Open since 1965, mm. the U.S. Open. The USGA has no problem, because like, I also went to USGA.com, they have no problem being like the PGA. Oh, <laughs> oh right. The They're two different organizations. Yeah. two different organizations, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, like, if you don't know, the USGA is sort of like everybody who plays golf. Yeah. Um, the PGA is the Professional Golfers Association. That includes everybody from tour players all the way down to, like, the guy who's, like, qualified to teach you golf in America. Um, and then you have the Masters. Okay. Which is like its own entity. Like okay. It's, this is not like, it's not a part of the PGA. Yeah. Or the USGA. Or the USGA. They have their own contract with CBS. Okay. They do it their own way. Yeah. They base, and they're so good at it that nobody like, can tell the difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you usually tell the difference between a USGA and a PGA tournament because the USGA is like, we want to make this really hard. Yeah. yeah. We want to make it like, we want to do the hardest test in golf. Um, and the Masters is sort of like, this is the hardest test in golf. Yeah. yeah. So, like, we're just going to do this. Have fun watching. Yeah. See you later. Bye. These are the best players. Yes. Um, the next guy to play in... Uh, the next African-American gentleman to play in the Masters wasn't until 1983. <sighs> so, eight years after... Yeah, I think... But, okay. I think... I th I think Lee Elder had played a few times. Okay. okay. But the second, like, unique... Yeah. Yeah, unique name. Yes. Wow. That's um, insane. And up until 1983, all caddies mm -hmm. had to be from the club. 
Oh. So they were all African Americans in white jumpsuits. From Augusta. Yeah. Who worked at Augusta That's, okay. really round. weird. Well, the thing is, if you think of, you can think about it two ways. One is like it's really weird that like a course would feel like they need to control that aspect of it. Yeah. yeah. The other side of it is uh, any caddy who works there all year round is gonna know the course the best. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That and, makes, and I mean, a lot of players after nineteen like three players after nineteen eighty three won with course caddies. Yeah. Like Ben Crenshaw won with um I forget his first name, but his last name is Jackson. Carl Jackson. And like they won twice. Okay. And like that's not his regular caddy. That's only his caddy at Augusta. That's insane. Yeah. Um but the other side of that is like the caddies at Augusta didn't want to lose all that money from from being caddies for no because they win oh, right, they win a course. lot of money yeah, because you, you win ten percent you take ten percent yeah. of the winnings yeah ten yeah. percent plus if not less or more however it works yeah out. however they decide to um, does Augusta decide that then yes they okay. did they were one of the last ones to do it for me it's sort of like it's a I understand because you're sort of like giving your caddies a yearly bonus yeah. without you having to take like fork anything out of your pockets. Yeah. But it's just a bad look. Oh, so bad. If they're all African Americans in white jumpsuits. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, some of this is definitely real racism and some of this is optic racism. I think some of it is stuff that like. Well, I think yeah. the other side of it is, is like you don't like Augusta's really bad at the optics. Yes. Yeah. Because they feel like they're. There's such a secretive club. There's only 300 members. It's like $12,000 a year, plus however much it costs to, like, be there. Yeah. Um, and, like, the number one rule uh, at Augusta is, like, you don't talk about Augusta. Like, oh, yeah, if, yeah, If you yeah. talk about any yeah. of the board meetings or anything, like, they just kick you out. Yeah. Like, you, like, billionaire members, million, like, hundred millionaire members. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not everyday people. So you said, there. you said 83 was the last year you had to use a, a caddy from Augusta? Yes. Okay. Um, it wasn't until 1990 that Augusta National had its first black member. 1990. Yeah. And that was, that was after, um. The entire civil rights movement. <laughs> yeah. That was, but it was, it, there was, there was, um, it was, there was pressure. There was like, there was obvious okay. pressure. Oh, a social pressure. Yeah, 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 there yeah. was social pressure. Um, Obviously. Tiger Woods was the first African-American winner of the Masters Tournament in 1997. Okay. I tried to look up who were, like, the... I'm not sure... And this is, like, this could be totally wrong. Okay. But, I like, I tried to look up who was the first African-American winner of the British Open. Mm -hmm. And I think that's still Tiger Woods. Oh, really? Like, I think... So... But this is this it's a, is it's a bigger problem with golf. I was about to say this is a systemic yeah, problem yeah. in golf that really Tiger Woods has now slightly opened the door. But he was definitely yeah. groundbreaking in yeah, yes. especially in, in the nineties. I will yeah. say not only in being black, but being fit and well, young, being the, be, yeah. being and the then, best golfer. Yeah. Well, but he was also, from what I can understand, one of the first like golfers that was a true athlete. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like. Ran, lifted weights. Yes, he okay, worked yeah. at it in the same. Yes, yeah. same way. I think way. Gary Gary Player back then was like all about fitness and okay. working out. But no, like it was a country club sport. It was just yeah, like, yeah. It wasn't like a a thing that I mean no. that people obviously took it seriously because they were winning tournaments and stuff. But yeah. but it's still not seen as an athlete. It's still not seen as an athletic endeavor, particularly. Uh, I would yes. argue that it is, uh, especially if you're looking at players like Brooks Kepka or Bryson DeChambeau or. Or DJ. Oh, uh, yeah, but I'm looking Rory at, like, or... on the lowest level. On the lower oh, level. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you are a low-level, play your, like, village football team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to be viewed as more of an athlete than if you go and play around a round of golf. Yeah. 
And part of that's because golf is great, which is you don't actually have to be fit like a football player to play it. You don't have to be. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, it is an athletic sport. Yeah. But Tiger, I think, was the first person to really hammer that home to people. Um, yes. Yeah. So not only did he open it up for black people to be able to play golf, to be able yeah. to win. Yeah. But he also. I mean, he is entirely like, like he helped Nike become sort of like the first golf brand that was like. Like, it's okay to start marketing to black people. Yeah. He's legendary in his own. I mean, he's legendary, probably one of the most legendary people we've ever talked about. Mm. On I multiple think. levels. On, on multiple levels. Including in his indiscretion. Well, yeah. But <laughs> certainly, I think if you look at the people we've talked about, he's up there as much as Amelia Earhart oh, yeah. or anybody else that yeah. was groundbreaking. He hasn't disappeared yet. No, no. <laughs> he hasn't. He hasn't. Well, we don't know if he has his pilot's license. Yeah. He's not, um, he's not D.B. Cooper. Sorry. No. Okay, I digressed on how, obviously. So it was 1990. Augusta had okay. his first black member. That's insane. I, I know I read why, but now I can't remember. I can't remember it. So okay. Sorry, I, I will. You, what do you mean why? Oh, because they had like, social pressure from. Yeah, there was yeah. like social pressure. Was from. that from the PGA and the USGA, or was it just like it was? It was the 90s. It was like Augusta was, needs to stop being. I think. I think the guy who what he was a he was a former professional football player mm. who. Became a politician in Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. and then like was wealthy enough, and like I think it was sort of there was a bit of pressure, and they were like sort of like it's okay for this prominent black member of society to join our club. Yeah, um, they didn't have their first female members until 2012. <sighs> it was eight years ago. It was eight years ago. That is ridiculous. Yeah. The CEO of IBM, uh -huh. okay. Condoleezza Rice, uh -huh. and a financier out of South Carolina. I forget yeah. her name. Yep, and I... then they actually took her membership away because she bragged about being a member too much or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just looked it up. Um, Augusta invited and accepted its first African-American member, television executive Ron Townsend, in 1990. Oh, I know that After name. Shoal Creek Golf and Country Club, an all-white golf club in Alabama, Alabama refused membership to yeah. him. Okay, um, and but it opened Shoals, it so opened up the argument at that point of. But Shoal Creek had they had just had the PGA Championship there, yeah, and they got a lot of flack mm -hmm. for not having black members, yeah. And, and so Augusta was like, "We'll get in front of this one." Oh man! So that's this was like the first time they got ahead of the of the optics. But you yeah. still aren't because it's still no. nineteen ninety. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're still you're still bad. Yeah, and it's one person. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, so yeah, 2012, first female, Condoleezza Rice mm. is one of them. So they're like, not only is she- And Darla Moore was the other one. Is Darla Moore, is that her name, the financier out of- Yeah. Yeah. You're probably just looking at the same, is that, did I am, that article up? No, I'm just pulling up, because Ben did, I will say before this, did ask me whether I can, uh, do semi-fact-checking. Semi-produce. Yeah. Semi-produce as we go. <laughs> um, but there are still like there's still things like this like 2016. Yeah. Um, Muirfield, which is a golf course in Scotland, which does host the British Open. Yeah. Uh, doesn't they had a vote to see whether or not they should let women in in 2016? Yeah. And voted it down. <laughs> but you see what kind of I mean obviously and, no no but this is the cool thing the cool thing yeah. is is the RNA then took the Open away from them. Well, oh, that okay. is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is great. But I mean, um. What? St. Andrew's like that as well. But what kind of, what does no, it say? Not, Everyone, no. racism, horrific, but I do think people forget how sexism is also still very much alive yeah. and well. Yes. Um, the first female caddy at Augusta was George Archer's daughter, Elizabeth, in 1983. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it was her twenty-first event carrying bad from her fa- for her father. Nick Faldo's wife. Wife is his caddy, yeah, right? Okay. Yeah. Um and, um. and then I'm sort of getting to the end of this. That was 2016. 2019, Augusta National held the 2019 Women's Augusta Masters. Oh, I watched that. Oh, and it, yeah. yeah. And it was a three-day tournament, and it was great, and it was fun, and everything. But like my overwhelming reaction from that was like, when did the pros get to play here? Like, yeah. how many pros would give up their pro status to play Augusta once? Yeah. I don't understand. What was their reasoning? Because I, I do remember that happening, and I remember being I think they com- just, surprised I, by how controversial it was. what I understand, it wasn't supposed to be that controversial. I think they were just sort of putting out a testing... Oh, they oh, were just kind of, kind of flo- audience oh yeah, could, oh they yeah. Could, they could get. Uh, were they putting out a test to see whether people would watch it, or were they putting out a test to see whether people would want to play it? Because I think no, no, they put out a test to see if people wanted to watch women play golf at Augusta. Yeah. Okay, and, and how did it go? The overwhelming reaction was, we could watch like we could watch the grounds crew at Augusta. Oh yeah, we'll like, watch we'll anything. Watch anything at Augusta. Yeah. And watching women is always a privilege. That's not, the, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> I know. Saying I'm, teasing you. Yes. I'm teasing you. As Gunnar would say, ed- edit that out. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. So it worked well. Are they are they now obviously this year? That's everything's... not what I would say. I I enjoyed watching it. My argument is like you should have the LPGA tour there. No, yeah, that's what I was going like to say. An are they level? Yeah, it was no. collegiate girls. Yeah. Yeah. So now that they've realized that people will watch anyone do Augusta, and they've also realized that any anyone game. will want to play Augusta. Have they do? Do they have any plans to bring the LPGA there? No. <laughs> but that Good. Was, the thing All right. Is, is that was that was also last year. And this year has been super weird. And this yeah. year has been super obviously weird. because the it's been delayed now for eight months. Yeah, May, November. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, so yeah, I can understand months. why this yeah. year maybe. Um, and then the other thing that that Augusta and the Masters is doing, which is really cool is they're doing the drive, chip, and putt event. I love that. That's one of my which, favorite things. like, kids between the ages of basically 6 and 15 can qualify all over the country. Mm-hmm. And, and they get scored basically how close do you chip it to the hole, how close do you putt it to the hole, and how far mm-hmm. do you drive it, like, yeah. in a long driving competition. And you and one parent get to go and spend two days at yeah. Augusta competing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, like... That's open to every. I think kid. that's awesome. It's, and like it's really the, it's and that's like grassroots from the municipal levels. Yeah, that's really cool. Boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's you know what I mean. Like it's one of those things that you now see. You sort of see like parents over coaching their kids because they want to go to Augusta. <laughs> As we would do, I'm sure, if we yeah. had a child. Um, but I think the thing is, I think Augusta's going. It's it's moving in the right way. Golf is always a bit slower than everything else. Yeah, it's because it's so insular because like because it because it started with private courses. Yeah. Um and and obviously when you add large amounts of money, yeah, <laughs> into into things, it's going to be difficult to to move. Yeah. But but uh, you said you I mean you learned how to play golf on municipal courses in California. Yeah. So like I think that that's a really good move. Yeah. Um. I th- I mean I think more and more people are going to municipal courses, or the other side of that is like more and more country clubs are closing down. I yeah. was about to say like, people are going to have to move for the times, or else they're going to lose all their membership. No offense to uh, Augusta, I I don't know who I, their members are, but I'm a hundred percent sure that they're all. I wouldn't join like a male only club in the back yeah. nine I of their life. Like a, I wouldn't join a segregated or a male only. Club. <laughs> Good. <laughs> thanks for thanks for feeling the need to say that out loud. But I think that's I think that's like the problem. Like if you look at the Middle East. Like, because of their culture. Oh, yeah. Like, 
a lot of the golf clubs are men. Men, men like yeah. a lot of the clubs are yeah. men only. Yeah. Um, if you look at the Far East again, because of culture. Yeah. Like they're men only. Yeah. Um, I was reading an article. I think it was the New York Times one. And he was like, he's like, isn't it weird that like it's in in the early two thousands, you're more likely to see like more teenage kids from from China and Korea than you are to see African American women at Augusta. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it. It's um, in a primarily African American community. Yeah. community. Yeah, like in Georgia. Yeah, that's weird. So, as I was looking up something, I saw a statistic here that I thought was kind of interesting to do with. But, I mean, black the thing is, is and I'm sorry for cutting you off, but like Augusta's all about exclusivity. Yeah, like yeah. you have to like all the tickets are the same price. Mm-hmm. Their cheese sandwiches are the same price. Like in order to get a ticket to Augusta, you have to fill out a, like it's something. a lottery, isn't it? It's a lottery. Yeah, and like that's fine. I, exclusivity, I think, is fine. I know, obviously, I'm not. I'm not suggesting that, but like the exclu- the exclusivity has to like be has to be inclusive in <laughs> and of itself. You don't mind as long as the exclusivity is economic only. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Everybody who enters the lottery has exactly the same chance yes, of winning exactly. the lottery, but that doesn't mean everyone is going to win the lottery. Yes. Um, I have seven years later. I've not won the lottery. I know we do it, and I my email address is used every year to try and get him tickets. Okay, so you just have to pay for the tickets once you win the lottery, don't yes. you? Yes. <laughs> In 1980s, the caddy, according to Tony Terry, are you just checking me now? Yeah. Is the wow? Okay. <laughs> according to Tony <laughs> Terry, sure. it, who was the only black caddy? No, it's just an interesting stat. He says he would think that the caddy breakdown in the 1980s was maybe 70% black, 30% white. This isn't just at the Masters. This is in golf. In golf, now it's something like 99% white to 1% black. He yeah. is, in fact, the only black caddy currently on tour. Um, whenever this article Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I remember seeing a... Well, because there's, like, they're becoming less and less, like, professional caddies on tour. Okay. It's now just, like, friends that they grew yeah, up cause, like, with. Yeah, because, like... Yeah. This, this D- is Dust- 2012. Dustin Johnson is his, his brother. brother. Yeah. Uh, Rory McIlroy is, like, his best friend. He had a professional caddy, yeah. and then... They, he got too good at golf, and he didn't need a caddy anymore. No, I think they had a falling out or something, or he was basically like, I want to retire. Like, you've made me so much money, I want to retire. Yeah. yeah that's mm-hmm. fair enough. I mean, like, if I were Rory McIlroy's caddy, I probably still wouldn't be working. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. So then it's like his best friend from when he like played golf in Ireland. Okay. Um, Patrick Reed is his brother-in-law. Ricky Fowler. They're usually college buddies or like family yeah. friends. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's interesting. I mean, it is really interesting how slow stuff has changed, and then actually how rapidly it's changed in the last thirty years. If you look at it, I from think that it's, I think things are going to move very quickly in golf. How do how do you feel about changing? Because I brought up this whole thing because I've always sort of had this idea that like the Masters is a very very veiled attempt at being like it's the Masters of golf. Yeah. Instead of it being sort of like the Masters of the South. Um. How would you feel about it changing its name back to the... the I wouldn't care, because I think that you know that the only people playing at Augusta are the best people who can play golf. So then, would like, so what would you, would you change it? The, the Augusta Invitational Golf, whatever it was called, in the, when it was, in the first five years that it was running. Okay. I have a question. Was this spot that it was ever on, was it ever a plantation? Was it, were the, was it ever associated with slavery? So it was a nursery. Like the grounds were a nursery. Okay. I my thing is is that it was I really Georgia. do I do like there's, yeah, but, a, I, I, there's a big difference between calling something the master bedroom 
where obviously that is got well, I mean, connotations like is, of like, like the master of the house. You do have like versus being master of your sport. A lot of the courses yeah. are sort of like I think it's like the Kiwa Plantation course. Mm-hmm. Well, you see that I have weight that potentially I have more of an issue with. Okay. If it's romanticizing, I don't have an issue with hist- uh, we own a house that's got slave history. Yeah. Like I I don't think you can eradicate it. I just don't think you should be romanticizing it or publicizing it and le- and you should deal with it head on. I don't yeah, but it's calling it as calling a golf course the plantation course romanticized. I don't know actually that's what I was saying actually. I don't I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's that a, that's a weird that's a bit of a weird one. Yeah. Because like do they like if you stand on the first tee box at Kiwa Plantation Golf Club, is it called the slave corner? Because then I'd be like, that's an issue. We shouldn't Yeah. We, we, I don't know, but I do think that the masters I I, I, pers- get what, I get what you're saying, and I think I, I'm I think I know what you're about to say, maybe, but continue. If please. I was considered a master Polo, like horse rider, chess player, or yeah. a master. Only because I keep watching the Queen's Gambit. Um, yeah. <laughs> but if you're considered a master in your field, you're a master woodworker. You're a master Tyler. Yeah. Nobody. Oh, sorry, it's the Ocean Course at Kiowa. It's okay. On the plantation course. Okay. Okay. Um, it's still in South Carolina. I got yeah. that right. Um, so if you're the master of your, I think if you're the master of your trade or your craft, yeah, or your craft, I think that's like, definitely. But that's my question. Different, like, yeah. Right. Like, is it Clifford? My question always will be: Is is it Clifford Roberts' veiled attempt at white supremacy? At, <laughs> at white supremacy. I mean, it sounds like it could absolutely be. Um, and I'm not saying just Clifford Roberts, but like golf at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Well, and let's face it, nothing was not racist at that time. Uh, but I think that Ma- I think the masters can keep their name as long as they keep moving on. I. Well, I also, and they don't. I also think that like, yeah, I, I do agree with that to a, to an extent that it, as long as they continue to show progress, like, and and prove that it is the master of your sport. Yeah. Um. I also have zero issue with them calling it the oh, no, Augusta Invitational or whatever. And let's be honest, because like we're not it, the people that will get offended. And if so, if there's a group I'm of people like, out there was, that get offended, then absolutely it should be changed. Look, because... I sort of like I'm fifty fifty on it. Like I feel like I feel like yes, like the Masters is a golf tournament it has its own history, and like as long as people acknowledge that history, you can sort of call it that. Yeah, which is like you can call it the Masters, but you have to acknowledge that like Clifford Roberts was a horrible racist. Yeah. Uh, according to people around him. <laughs> some to, of his decisions. <laughs> according to people around him. Some of his decisions. You know what? Oh, God, I was about to make it. Well, uh, I just don't want to, because, like, the thing is. I like, was just about like, to say, he like, might have done the most. Different allegedly said that this. Yeah. Is, and I just want to say, yeah. So, like, uh, yeah. Could you, could all, cause you could also call because it's like, it's the U.S. Open at Winged Foot. Or, like, you just change the name to something. Like, I get that the Masters is the only tournament that's played at Augusta. Every year. Every yeah, year yeah, it's yeah. played at the same yeah. golf course yeah. at same, the same time, same up weekend. Until this, up, up until, until this year. year. Yeah. Same weekend. Um, so, I mean, the other side of me is sort of like, is like, yeah, like, if it is the Masters of Golf, but I also don't care if they change it. Because, like, number one, it's, it's, oh, known, as, it's known as Bobby Jones's Golf Course. It will be the same and golf if, course. If Bobby yeah, Jones was calling it the Augusta National Invitational Tournament. And it. Invitational Tournament. Okay. All right. Pants. I have no issue with someone changing its name and personally can give a... A rat's... Rat's pushing. either way. Um, whatever it's called. Tokus. <laughs> I do have an issue from a very clear, like, marketing 
perspective, merchandise perspective, that name needs to go. The Augusta Invitational, no, National, National Invitational, Invitational Tournament. No, they need the to come up. No, they need to come up with a much better name than that. They can come up with something that. I don't know the thing about golf tournament names. I mean, this just is, call it the legendary, l- the legends of golf. This is largely tangential, but like I have a hard time remembering the U.S. Open, the PGA Championship. The U.S. or like the USGA champ. I, I have a hard time well, that's remembering. That's what I'm saying. The only one I remember remember is the Masters. That's what I'm saying, and I know where it is. So if they're going to change the name, and absolutely, if people out there are offended by it, call it the Bobby Jones. They should totally just change well, the name. The Byron Nelson. Yeah. Like, they should change it to yeah. something that can go on a half. Like people easily. aren't going to forget what the championship is if they change the name. No, I mean to be fair, like it's about getting a green jacket. But I do all they can just they call it the green jacket. Yeah. But like <laughs> the championship where you get a coat if you win. Um but I do all I do I agree with the point that like as long as the club and the sport moves forward and progresses and they are. um they really and they are. acknowledge and instead of trying to like whitewash all of that, like just move on. I don't um, think they whitewash it. I just think they just well, they ignore it. They just, they just ignore no, I think it. as long as they're trying their hardest to make things fair and even, and it really yeah. does seem like that is something that they are at least aware that they need to work towards. Yes. Um, then I think the thing is, is like it's got yeah. such an international community at this point. I mean, and they could. I mean, at that point, you could be like, well, they should call it the Mister, the Misses, or the Mistresses. Mistresses. You know, yeah. that's what. If it was the, I think somebody tried to call the 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 2019s women's am. Because it was, it was like the women's am at Augusta. That's it wasn't so like, weird. It wasn't like the amateur masters. It wasn't the LPGA or anything. <laughs> no, I just think I just think that there's a, I mean, there's definitely at least one sports team I can think of that, in my opinion, should change its name tomorrow. Um, because well, no, I mean, the, like the thing is, but this like, is the a necessary. Washington, the Washington Redskins. That would be the one. They've changed it. Oh, they did. They're now just the Washington Football Team. They lost that lawsuit. Okay. I think they're still the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, I think they're still trying to figure that out. Yeah, I think they're trying to figure. They out got rid. They got rid of the of their the mascot. mascot. I will say the mascot was the super offensive part yeah. of that one. Um, they got rid of the mascot, and that's all I remember because it's just a, they just use the the C now. Yeah, I think most people just are just call it the the Washington Football Team now. Well, you know, like that to me is that to me is so far beyond. It's a racial slur. It's a racial slur. There is no defensing it. It's not like, I mean, if someone referred to me as the master of something, I'm not going to be offended by that. No, I think, because a lot it's actually, of, I think a lot of people took a, t- put a lot of time in apprenticing, learning, yeah. Yeah. going to school to become like... Master whatevers, and this is talking like about master golf. Yeah. Well, yeah, you want to talk you, about your, oh yeah, your master's in business. Yeah. Like, well, you want to talk about the amount of time it takes to become a professional golfer as well. Yeah, yeah. I just I it's, think masters is a name beyond. I think ma- the the use of the word masters has so many diverse meanings that you can't. It's not like using the word redskin, which yeah. has no, one no, meaning no, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. offensive to everybody. I think the thing that sort of came across to me mostly through this is like how hard golf tried to keep people out of golf. Yeah. yeah. And the other side of it that sort of, like, hit me the most wasn't sort of all the facts, but it was, like, the reading of, like, of whether or not black people feel comfortable at this golf course. Mm. And they just sort of said they don't. And that is much more important to be addressed than any name. 
Unless the name well, is what makes again, them feel. Again, I am also not black, and I haven't talked to every black person that's ever been there. No. No. And I'm sure Tiger Woods, as he quite happily romped home to winning it, felt very comfortable. Five times. He, he <laughs> says the Masters, I mean, he's quoted as saying the Masters is his favorite tournament, and Augusta is his favorite golf course. Yeah. You know. And he does not shy away from calling it the Masters. Yeah. No. I don't think so, because I think he would argue that again, he wins also, that because he is a master of his sport. Yeah. Yeah. But he would argue that he wins it because he is a master of his sport. Yeah. All right, guys. So this was a different one for us. Different legendary tales. Kind of similar, but more of a discussion debate. Um, if you haven't seen on the Instagram, check out our new website, the, legendary tales, the legendary tales Pod. And if, we, you want, if you want golf... Uh, merch. It's on you, the, the Swingdom yeah. has a new website. The Swingdom well. has one, the Swingdom Pod too, which we'll link to in the bio when we send this out. Yeah. If you guys want non-stop golf twice a week inside your headphones. For those that have husbands, wives. <laughs> For those that I'm has husband wives, it's a bit rounty. What we've noticed is people tend to turn on an episode and let four or five episodes play because they just enjoy the uh, I think they just think passion. It's, the same episode. it's just noise. <laughs> <laughs> if you want golf noise for one and a half to two hours every Two or three days. Yeah. We did two, we did two episodes yesterday. Go check no, out the They turn out a hell of a lot of content because... Because people golf four days a week. Because people <laughs> golf a lot. Um, so, you know, Swingdom's great. Go check it out. If you enjoy this, we will do perhaps some more, like, discussion-based episodes coming up, maybe. Yeah. Um, let us know. And also, if you go to our website, you will see that... One of the merch items is ridiculously, incredibly expensive. It's exclusive. Buy them all. <laughs> it's very expensive. But that is because it is what we are currently sending out as a big thank you to people who rate and review yeah. our podcast on iTunes. But then you also have to let us know that you've done it. Yep. Um, and Prove it. Prove it. Prove it. Um, I did the same thing for the Swingdom, and nobody, still nobody remembers. This is us. gatekeeping. We're, free. <laughs> We're now gatekeeping your your membership into the legendary tales. Um, and uh, you get lexicon. a cool enamel mug that yeah. says, "You are a legend. You are legendary." You are legendary. So Hannah and Casey, if you're both yep. listening to this episode, you have mugs on your way. And Sam, if you send us your address, you'll have, have one on your way. Yeah. Have I reviewed legendary yet? No. No. You can have a hat. Oh. You can get a mug. Oh, I see what you did by making it way expensive. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. But if someone pays $1,000 for that mug, um, absolutely power, go for the More them. power it's to you. Just so much easier to write us a review. <laughs> oh, never. I thought you did it for another reason. What? What? Well, like, because it's the shop, like, you get paid from the shop. No. No. The money goes right back to Shopify. We make no money on this Zero store. Zero dollars. Zero money on this store. No, if someone it, did it, pay a thousand we'd make that dollars money. for the mug, we would make a lot of money. Don't do it. Yeah. Did, you, um, did you put it up to a thousand dollars? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. So that then people could see it That's on the exclusive. store. Exclusive. Uh, but I thought you put it up to like forty dollars. That like if you paid forty dollars, like you you're getting no because no, okay. Shopify right. is sponsoring. The, this is all getting cut. This is all getting cut. No, it's not. Go all right, the, go to the, go the website. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. I'm great at math. Send us a DM <laughs> or an email. Um, and Sam, if you catch this episode and you want a mug, shoot us your address in the email. From all right, Sacramento. Sacramento, Samantha. Bye. All right, bye. 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 Golf. That record for four hours. Then I must.